Hello, Slate Plus. How are you? I bet you're thinking about the election. But you know what? We've got something non-election related for you today. We've got the Bundys. The Bundys, Bundy Bundys. The a federal jury in Oregon acquitted eight, seven, eight defendants this week in the takeover of the Malheur or Malher or Bad Hour Wildlife Refuge in Oregon on basically acquitted them of all charges uh the major yeah, there's like one lingering charge out there but yes yeah. the, and the, the major charges were what emily there were conspiracy charges around impeding federal employees or threatening federal yeah employees, the most right? significant charge was a count of felony conspiracy to intentionally intimidate government workers and prevent them from doing their jobs right and there were some weapons charges which were dropped and there was small destruction of property or some kind of government property charge too. Why – it seemed like a pretty open and shut kind of case in the sense that these guys definitely took over this wildlife refuge for 41 days and held held it at bay and prevented the public from using it and prevented federal employees from doing their jobs. And yet this wasn't a hung jury. This wasn't anything complicated. This was straight out acquittal. What happened? Well, the government didn't really go with lesser charges. They went primarily with this intentional conspiracy charge. And so they had to prove intent. They had to prove that Bundy and his folks took over this refuge intending to prevent federal workers from doing their jobs. And then also the the guns charges were like tied up in the conspiracy charge. So if you if if you didn't believe that they committed a conspiracy for this particular reason, then you were also supposed to let them off on the guns charges. Um, and that was just kind of a mess. You know, the, the Bundy argument, which is unusual, was that they were trying to take ownership of the land through what's called adverse possession, which is this uh, idea in property law that if people are, have left a property uh, vacant, you can just like show up. And if you are there long enough, then it belongs to you. You know, that's <laughs> it's a little odd. But given the philosophy of um, of this group, I think it seemed kind of plausible to the jury, or at least the jury, maybe they didn't buy it, but they also didn't buy the prosecution's theory that what Bundy and these folks were up to was like intentionally conspiring to um, to get these the federal employees off the land. Um, so I think it was this, in the end, trials come down to whether the proof matches up well with the charges, and this jury didn't see it that way. Was this an example of of prosecutorial overzealotry? Yeah, it seems that way. I mean, I hesitate to totally go after the prosecutors on this because I wasn't following it super closely. But it does seem like it's one of those situations where there wasn't a whole lot of underneath. They didn't hold on to the easier charges that that would have been a kind of slam dunk. Um, and maybe that has to do with what was available to them under the statute, that they had to go in this direction. Or maybe it was a matter of the kind of punishment they were seeking and that they wanted prison time. Um, you know, I also think in these moments, you, one thinks about jury nullification, and that may not have been what was going on here. The jury might not have said, like, these guys are guilty, but we're not going to hold them responsible. In this moment, though, of rage at the establishment and, you know, a kind of interest in rogue actors, one wonders if the jury was kind of shaking its fist at the government. And then another thing I kept thinking about with this verdict, 
and I wonder what you guys think. It's just impossible for me to imagine eight black men taking over federal land and not going to prison for it. Yeah. Or eight Muslim men who are going to yeah. wanted to create a Muslim compound, you know, which, which was going to be their private property. It is Right. And we don't have any proof of that, but it just seems like impossible that the whole political and social meaning of this takeover would have been completely altered. Yeah. Totally. John, do you agree with that? Yeah. Well, if the case wasn't made, then the case wasn't made. But the it would be the subject of constant conversation on the campaign trail in a way that it's not right now. Right. That's true. Right. Let's – one question I have is if you think back to the early 90s and the early Clinton years, you had Ruby Ridge and Waco, these two terribly sad episodes where uh, – People who were holding up on property, who were wanted by the government, or you were kind of holding out against against a, an oppressive government, and, and those incidents ended in in death and at Waco, a death at a massive scale. Are, shouldn't we be happy in general that we had this that this resolved itself without anyone? dying without anyone well actually one of them really did s- die one of them didn't someone drove away and then took out a gun and was killed oh i'd forgotten that part of it okay yeah, that happened strike one that. leader lavoy yeah. finicum that's police right Police killed him when he got out of his truck and reached for his gun that's what they said considering that it went on the siege went on for 40 days and there were a lot of people involved it ended mildly and shouldn't we be happy about that Oh, well, it's definitely preferable to the outcomes of Waco and Ruby Ridge. And I think, you know, the Obama administration was praised for its restraint and for not like going in guns a blazing and for trying to negotiate. Um, Absolutely. I think it's better. The question about this verdict is whether other people who are drawn to this kind of, I will say, law breaking, because certainly they broke some law, are going to be insufficiently deterred. These guys are not going to really be punished. And what does that mean in terms of the message it sends to other people who are, you know, might be prone to this kind of action? Is there any way to impose civil penalties on people who cause this enormous inconvenience for everybody else? So even if you can't have a criminal charge where where the Bundys have to go to prison, Bundys and their associates have to go to prison for doing this, at least the fact that they have inconvenienced people, caused all these people to have to work overtime, that they have to somehow pony up for the costs that they're imposing on the rest of us? That's a good question. I think some states do have statutes like that or court decisions leaning in that direction. I don't know about Oregon, but I think also you have to be careful what you wish for here because you don't want people to get in trouble for like demanding government services, right? I mean, you have to figure out where the line is for um, if the behavior is not criminal, then how do you decide that the cost is something that the person doing the action should bear, right? Right. Like we don't want the, well, I don't want the people protesting the Dakota pipeline to be held liable for property damage in that case. And so I wonder how you draw the line between those folks and these people. That's really interesting. Property. So there are two different things. There's the property damage. I have gone into, I go into a government building and I destroy all the furniture and destroy all the computers. That's one form of 
activity. Another form of activity is by the fact that I'm occupying this building, I'm just forcing the government to spend a bunch of resources they didn't want to spend blockading roads and bringing in hostage negotiators or whatever else they have to do. Those seem to be two different kinds of costs that if you do destroy things, if you commit if you if you destroy property which is not yours, it seems like the, the, you should be civilly liable regardless of whether it's criminally liable. But if you're just simply causing work to be done by people, yeah, that probably shouldn't – you probably shouldn't have to pay for the extra work that you're causing people to do. But I don't think you can get away with destroying property and not have to pay for that. Right. I guess that's that makes sense. And then the question is when do prosecutors bring charges of property destruction? Okay. All right, Bundy's. Bye, Bundy's. Bye, Slate Plus. We'll talk to you after the election, Slate Plus. Have a good election. Bye-bye.